What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? This your boy, 13th Disciple, 13TH, a.k.a. The Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Grab your Bible, grab your pad, grab your pen, grab your highlighter. We're about to dive into this gospel, and you're about to get this work. It's time for another episode of Disciple Me, the Hoodrich Edition. There you go. y'all let's get it i want you to go to luke chapter 16 starting at verse number one all the way to verse number eight and it reads jesus told this story to his disciples there was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs one day a report came that the manager was wasting the employer's money i want you to park right there and i want you to circle and highlight that part the manager was wasting his employer's money let's continue to read So the employer called him in and said, what's this I hear about you? Get the report in order. I want you to circle and I want you to highlight that part there too, where it says, get your report in order because you're about to get fired. Let's continue to read. The manager thought to himself, now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches and I'm too proud to beg. Ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill quickly, change it to 400 gallons. And how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man. I owe him a thousand bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd or wise. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd or more wise in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. All right, y'all, so let's break this passage down. What you're seeing here is the manager is wasting the employer's money and the employer catches wind of it and he comes to the manager and he's like, hey, bro, where's my money at, man? Where's the receipts of where you've been spending all this money? Like, I need to know where my money's going, yo, because I heard you've been wasting it. And the manager is now like, oh, man, I'm about to get fired, bro. I've been wasting his money. I I, got to figure out where the receipts are at. I got to figure out what I can do to come up with this report to show him where the money's been going. The first thing you and I have to realize is that the money that we have is not ours. It's God. God is the employer and we're the managers. So after reading that passage, y'all, I actually sat down myself and I did a financial report of myself. I actually went backwards. I went from January all the way to December a couple years ago and I saw, dang, man, you spend $1,000 a year on Jordans. You buying a whole bunch of food at Chick-fil-A and eating out. You're buying food at the food court at your job. And I'm like, dang, man, I'm wasting a lot of the employer's money. And I had to sit back and ask myself, like, bro, like, you know you could have a house by now. You know you could be able to do a whole lot if you would just cut back. So after I did that financial report of myself, I said, okay, it's time to make some adjustments. See, you and I, we're not broke because we don't make enough money. We're broke because we have poor thinking, poor thinking. The Bible lets us know in Romans chapter 12, verse two, and be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
When you read books or you get new information, it reprograms the way you think and has you do things a little bit differently. So after I started reading a little bit more into the Bible and other financial books, it began to reprogram the way I was thinking. And after looking at my financial report, I said, okay, it's time to make some changes. It's time to make some adjustments. So the first thing I did to make the adjustment, I stopped eating out so much. I'm gonna give you a scripture that really blessed me, y'all. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27, the New Living Translation, it says, lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. I want you to circle that part. Lazy people don't even cook. I had to take inventory and realize, dang, bro, you lazy, man. If you just went to the grocery store and spent $150, you know what I'm saying, for the week, you could really cut back and put that money towards an emergency fund and save that instead of eating out so much. So that passage really spoke to me and I said, dang, I am lazy, bro. Like I really could cook. I really could go grocery shopping. The reason why I'm broke right now is because I'm lazy and I don't want to cook. The next thing I look at in this part, it says, but the diligent make use of everything they find. My wife is good at that. She'll go to that cupboard and she'll be like, yo, we're gonna use this, we're gonna use this. We found this, we found this. And so we're gonna use all these things to go ahead and make this meal. So make use of what you find in your crib instead of going out to eat. Now, another thing I had to look at as well was the amount of money I was spending on sneakers. So what I had to do, I had to cut back on buying Jordans because I realized I was like, dang, bro, $1,000 you spent on sneakers, bro? That stuff added up. And so I had to cut back. And so I had to get rid of my sneaker app. I had to stop going on websites, looking at new sneakers coming out. I had to stop going on different clothing sites and stop looking at new clothes coming out because I realized a lot of my money were going towards those things and I could have used it to be able to save it and put it away. So I had to realize, bruh, you're wasting a lot of money in these areas. You need to make some adjustments. So that's what I did. I stopped going on the sneaker website. I got rid of my sneaker app. So that way I could avoid spending money in those areas. So once I identified the money was being wasted on clothes and sneakers and food, I began to cut back the next year. And as a result, by me cutting back the following year after, my wife and I were able to buy a brand new home and put a down payment on this house. And it wasn't because I made a whole bunch more money. It was because I did a financial report on myself and I went backwards and I began to see where I was wasting the employer's money. Yo, if you just take the time to do a report on yourself and do a financial audit on yourself, you'll be able to see where the money's being wasted and then you can make some adjustments and some changes. And as a result, there's no telling what you can be able to do if you save your money. All right, y'all. So there's another key thing that we have to extract from the text. What you're going to see here is that the manager goes to all the people that owe the employer money and he says, hey, let's put you on a payment plan. Let's work out a payment arrangement to be able to lower your debt that you need to pay back to the employer. What you'll see here is that the manager tells the first one, how much do you owe him? You owe him 800 gallons of olive oil? Well, let's reduce it to 400. He went to the other one and said, you owe him a thousand bushels? Well, let's reduce that to 800. What you're seeing here is a payment arrangement or a payment plan being done. You need to go to your creditor and you need to tell them, hey, look, I don't have a lot of money, but I have some money. And when you do that, they're gonna work on a payment plan with you and they're gonna reduce your payment so you can pay your debt off quicker. 
I'm telling you, yo, if you owe money right now, go to your creditor and tell them, look, I want to pay my debt back. I'm trying to get my credit in order and they will work with you. This is a passage right here where literally he's being put on a payment plan. Literally, he's being put on a payment arrangement. All the people that owe the employer money, they were getting a hookup, y'all. Do not run from creditors. Go to them and tell them, look, I want to pay the debt back. Can we work something out? Because some money to them is better than no money. It's very important, y'all, to make sure that you pay your debt back. Why? Because there's some jobs that won't hire you if you don't have good credit. I can remember a time years ago, I was trying to get a job and they checked my credit score and I didn't get hired based upon my credit. There was a house that my wife and I wanted to buy and I realized, yo, I gotta get my credit right. I gotta pay this debt back first so I can get my credit right. The world, they understand finances better sometimes than people that are in church. We want to sow a seed to some false prophet, give him $1,000 and believe that's going to cancel our debt. Nah, man, you need some basic principles that are in the Bible that you read to help you so you can pay that stuff off. It's not about sowing some special seed. It's not about praying all the time and fasting all the time for God to deliver you from debt. No, it's about following principles, man. Make sure you pay your debt back. There's a scripture that reads in Psalms chapter 37, verse 21 in the New Living Translation that reads, the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous to givers. I'm gonna read that again. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. So the Bible is literally letting you and I know that if we don't pay back our debt, we're wicked. I know you think you're righteous, but if you're avoiding debt collectors and you're avoiding people that you owe money, the Bible lets you know that you and I are wicked, y'all. That scripture right there convicted me, y'all. Now the Bible is not there just to convict you and beat you up, but God wants us to do better. So he highlights certain things in our lives that need to be fixed because he wants to make us better, y'all. All right, y'all, we're about to wrap this thing up, but I want to leave you with some resources, some books that have helped me along the way to help me out financially and get me back on the right track. I want you to go to Amazon and I want you to look up a book by the name of Money, Possessions and Eternity by Pastor Randy Alcorn. Money, Possessions and Eternity. This reprogrammed my mind and helped me to be able to get out of debt. It helped me tremendously and I pray it helps you. Another one you want to read is The Automatic Millionaire by David Bach and The Automatic Millionaire Homeowner. That book really helped me. The one Automatic Millionaire Homeowner, it showed my wife and myself how to be able to pay off our house a lot quicker than the average individual. There's information that the bank won't tell you, but you can find it in books and learn shortcuts on how you can pay off your house a lot quicker than what the bank tells you you can. Now the last book I want you to look up on Amazon is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. That book will reprogram your mindset and have you thinking employer and not employee. It'll start making you think legacy and not thinking for the now moment. It'll really help you understand the difference between an asset and a liability. So make sure, make sure that you start reading books. If you just read one page a day of new information, it can change your whole financial situation. All right, y'all, this your boy, 13th Disciple, 13TH, a.k.a. The Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Till next time, go make disciples. Let go!